Tori. Just hot as hell. Just unbelievably gorgeous. It's I don't even arms. know. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. Just why? Thank you. I, my hot God, as hell is, I'm very sweaty right now. I turned oh, off it's all fine. the hands. So, so hot. So got that. Got that strong Brie Larson back energy. Like from mowing wish. the yard all day. From yeah. mowing the yard. Now I gotta take up archery. I'm here. I'm into Jared Harris. Yeah, me too. Me too. Dustin, I don't like watching, all... uh, Foundation. I don't like that all of it looks like Asgard, like the yes. Marvel Asgard. A hundred percent. Also, why do they all have British accents? Why? Um, because you're supposed to take it seriously. Ugh, God. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Okay, Jared Harris. This is going to be terrible, but Jared Harris. Oh, look at him. Oh, God. It's like a metallic t shirt. Oh, he's so tall, Tori. I just, (sighs) yeah. I just want him to, like, loom over me with his body. I know. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And his, the hair is, like, a little long, but it's got the little flip. It's almost like a 50s housewife, but, like, masculine and hot. Yes, it's excellent. It's like, just show me your back. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> show me his butt. Why hasn't he bent over yet? Where is Alexander Siddig? He's supposed to be in this. Is he? Yeah, he is. He was in the first trailer. Oh, God, he's wet. Oh, my God. I'm there, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> this is possibly going to be the start of the episode. All right. That's fine, too. I don't oh. know. I'm doing some calculation in my brain. I am very excited about Clark Peters. Yes. He's so good all the time. Good for him. Yeah, for real. He's so dignified. He is very dignified. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, he's just... The part where he's bare-chested but wearing blue pants? Yes, that's where I am. And it's exquisite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This may be our greatest episode ever. You know what? <laughs> this looks fine, I guess. No, I like I don't care it like it's not going to be it's it, going to be no. mindless. Like I mean it's going to be very I hope it's not too Westworldy like where it just gets up its own butt. Yeah. But I also am a little worried that it's just going to be like boring. I just I also okay, whatever. It's, I mean you you'd probably do what I was going to say. I just find it <laughs> fundamentally disingenuous. That this is an Apple TV Plus yes. product. Also that. Yeah. What do you so, guys get, got against Apple TV Plus? I mean, oh, well, she hasn't seen Ted Lasso, so. That's right. Yeah. She hasn't seen it. You haven't seen uh, 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 Mankind, whatever the hell the name of that show is. Nobody's seen that show. <laughs> People have, and Rocky's been talking about watching it, and she would love it. It's true. I would actually like it. You would. I would. You would. And, and fathers, and that's what it is. Oh, uh, excuse me. And bland white men. Hello. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's okay. So it's ticking a lot of boxes. See, you're an Apple. You are an Apple enthusiast without even knowing it. Okay. Well, there are a lot of bland white men. We can't say they're all on Apple. <laughs> Okay. There, I mean, the show over there too. Aren't they? Aren't they though? <laughs> also, I apologize. Joel Kinnaman, 
I know you're listening, and I'm sorry. You're not bland. You're very handsome. <laughs> and uh, if you wanted, if you wanted to hang out, I'm, I can become available. So, <laughs> welcome to Pajamas' first episode. Yeah, uh, yeah we're all of that's staying in now. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, oh, live uh, reaction to the foundation trailer. Okay, live, live reaction to the foundation trailer. Uh, th- this is Pajiba, <laughs> the Pajiba Television Podcast. <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> I'm Pajaba, excuse me, comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always, our Pajaba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, we also have a special guest back, uh, Pajaba film editor Roxana Haddadi. Yes. Hello. 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 And uh, also, also here, uh, the number one Debbie Gibson fan, <laughs> Dustin Rolls. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not going to turn it down. Uh, what you've just heard was uh, lost Tori and Roxana watching the Foundation trailer, uh, the upcoming Apple TV Plus Isaac Asimov adaptation. Uh, Wait, Rocky, have you read the books? Like in middle school. So I, okay. I have a very low memory of them. Adam has read them and like liked them a fair amount. And right. when he heard that it was Apple TV... You know, he did his typical like, Ugh. Ugh. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. flexed his arms and was like angry about it. Yeah, exactly. I would like to see TV that. TV still like trades good stuff. They haven't started trash it. And you also did you love Little America? No, I did not. Oh, well, wait, Rocky. Very important. Yes. Yes. If we somehow got a recreation of Lee Pace's uh, bright blue metallic T-shirt, yes, would Adam wear it? We could probably make that happen, yes. Excellent. Okay, yes, cool. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Taking uh, notes. I mean, I I don't necessarily have like any beef with Apple TV Plus as like based on its output, although I think most of it has been sort of like middling. It's more what? just it's more <clears throat> just it's Apple. It's Apple is so have you you have thing. have you watched Mythic Quest? Oh god, no. Have you have you watched Ted Lasso? No, right? No. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that my life will just continue on. Yeah, and you, it will I, be you will watch. Okay, look, here's the thing. You will watch them and you will continue in your assessment that Apple TV is middling. Yeah, and that's no. fine. What? But as long as you haven't watched them. Tori, I have a lot of other things that I could do with my no, time. I know you do. And this is why I love it. Because I can be like, you're ill-informed. And I don't want you to become better informed. Because then <laughs> yeah. you'll just be like, I have seen them. And I still think it's middling. And I'll be like, okay, well, fair. <laughs> yeah. That's like basically where we are. Okay. So there's For All Mankind, which like I actually would be interested in watching. The Morning Show, which I no. am not. No, Dustin I'm not. It. Yeah, Dustin, whatever. Um, Jason, the Jason Momoa Show, which whatever. Servant was bad, correct? I liked Servant. Really? I thought For a while. You... Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> right. Defending Jacob, which was terrible. Okay, but no. No, it was fine. It was yeah. fine. Okay. Uh, oh, there's the show that Dustin, you with the the kid uh, reporter and Jim okay. Sturgis. That started out good and kind of fell off. But Okay, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Octavia Spencer show is trash. You hated mm-hmm. that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mosquito Coast, you tolerated, I like... but I found... Well, you hate Justin Theroux. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, absolutely not. Which makes um, no sense, because he's... No, like... it does. It really, it does. 
and then Lysi's story, which oh. it was just, terrible. Oh. That was terrible. It was so flawed. I I don't even know why they chose to adapt it that way. Like I was... don't know. Well, because Stephen King was willing to write eight episodes of it. No, that's true. Which like if if Stephen King is like, I will adapt my own shit for you, and everyone's like, yay, and it's never a good idea. No, it's never a good idea. Like somebody needs <laughs> to tell him no. <laughs> like um, in fact, if he's eager to do it, that's like the sure sign. Like no. Yeah, you should be like, actually, please don't. Um. <laughs> Little America, which was mixed. Mr. Corman, which I hated. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, they have physical, which... Uh, oh, yeah, that was... Um, I, I stopped watching it, so I don't... I'll probably watch it all. It was not great. They also had Tehran, which I'm never yeah. going to watch. Mm. No. I watched my... an episode and then quit. Yeah. I mean, here's my general vibe. If Iran made a show about Israel, people would lose their fucking minds. Right. So I am very wary of an Israeli show about Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, but based more... on that episode, you have every reason to be. Yeah, so a hard pass on that. But their movies have been better-ish. Maybe Hala was good. I liked Boy All the State. Rocks. Boy State, Wolf Walkers. So sort of a mixed bag. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I liked the Beastie Boys movie. Yeah. yeah. But also, it's like, so Wolf Walkers, I'm assuming, was like a true original production. But a lot of those other ones were just acquisitions. I right. think so, yeah. So a lot of, so it's like good taste. Maybe Ish. they just had, or, or they just had the money to outbid Amazon. I think it's just, the, I mean, I think it's the money thing because all yeah. the huge announcements we've heard have just been them throwing an insane amount of money at like Marty and... Yeah. A bunch of other people. Oh, I tried to watch C because the second season's coming out next That's week. And I tried to watch the first one, yeah. season. Yeah. I made it like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, it was so bad. Yeah. Because it was like badly written or just the idea couldn't like support itself? Uh, it was the writing was bad. I mean, oh, okay. it just, just, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So very, very mixed bag. Yeah. I'm not excited. Most of their stuff I am not excited about, but they do have a, f- uh, but when they have something that, is good it generally tends to be in my opinion like very good and like i know when it like, hits it hits when it hits it hits and all the other stuff i'm like i don't even i'm not even interested in trying mm-hmm. so and it, and i think that it's same with their movies it's like they'll have some like very good movies and then somewhere i'm like i'm never gonna watch that yeah <laughs> i think i think what's confusing to me also is to understand like what their market share actually mm-hmm. is like that, I, I don't know if I fully grasp that. Because everybody has Apple products, so I just thought everybody had it. No, you have to pay. But wasn't it free in the beginning? Yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah, so this okay, was kind of, th- this is kind of like the, the moment where they're really learning how many people will actually subscribe. Because it was generally, most people got a, fir- a year free, I believe, if you bought something when around when they launched. Right. Um, if you had a and, new, new device. Yeah. Um, and then now that's down to, I believe, if you bought a new device now, it's three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, also, they so keep yeah. crediting me, but I know they're still charging me, so I don't know where the credit money is going. Mm. I don't know. There's like a weird thing going on with Apple right now. That's um, weird. 
But it's also a weird thing because, like, so there are so many platforms, and there are, like, the apps that are tied to channels, and then there are the apps that are tied to, you know, that are, like, you know, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon, right. which kind of have their Content own thing. producers. Content you know, producers, yeah. but maybe they have tied, you know, they can kind of become hubs of other things. Netflix just has, like, too much stuff. Amazon, you can also add on other channels to it, so it can kind of become your own curated cable mm-hmm. hulu you can get live tv through and, and they have has FX. like and they have fx um which dustin doesn't understand uh-huh. right um but apple i don't is, think you understand it no 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 uh but but apple is this like other entity where it, it is it has its own stuff it doesn't have ties to you know it is separate from their itunes or whatever you right know, where you can um well, you can and, add yeah, those I mean, apps just, to it. You can add like I don't know. So you can add that Netflix, I think, and on the Apple TV stuff. Yeah, that's true. I guess it can kind of like mirror what you would. But get they're also Amazon. trying to become. They're also trying to become more like uh, more like Amazon in that like. So as an, as a small example for AMC Plus, uh, when I subscribed to watch a couple things, then it was through Apple TV. Right. Me too. Uh, and so so that actually came through the Apple TV app rather than but, having a Oh, no, I did it through Amazon, sorry. But yeah, isn't oh, that, I didn't know I could do it through Apple. But isn't that physically because you own an Apple TV? No, you can just have no, the app. No. Okay. You don't have to actually have an Apple yeah. TV or any Apple product. I think you can just sign on for the service. It's just that, like, mm-hmm. if I have an iPhone or a Mac, like, mm-hmm. the app is already installed. Okay, right? yeah, that was my question. Is like, what's the benefit of going through Apple TV, the app, to get other apps but i guess it's just like a convenience thing if you have an apple product okay i mean it's just so stupid and it's weird too because like you know knowing that like if i took all of my subscriptions out that are through amazon and shifted them to apple like i still couldn't really get rid of amazon prime right but and also you know it's like amazon's evil but so is apple like there is yes no no, there's no there's no ethical consumption under no. capitalism, so yeah. Ultimately, all you can do is make choices for yourself that align with your unique singular goals. And um, I don't. I just want to watch television, Rocky. Like I don't have. I know. That's my goal. I know. I know. It's hard. It's very it's hard. Very hard. Yeah. Anyway, so it's all awful. But um, okay, so Apple's middling. Fine. All right. This is I where mean, we're at. I, I think I just. I think just in. I think just. <laughs> For me as a person I think you you were being kind when you said middling you <laughs> I feel like that was actually an over assessment but like you know, okay was... but you, but if you compare it to the other services I mean and in, in, in like a like a percentage wise it's does better than the other ones because it has, has fewer things it has so fewer think, things yeah. yeah it has fewer things mm-hmm. so I think it's like you could argue that it's more discerning yes yeah um, but it's given us some real fucking trash right but it's also giving us Marty's next movie so it's all right. there you go give and take so you're yeah. being um, generous you're being right yeah but I mean I don't think there's any streamer right now that's like knocking it out of the park no right yeah, I don't I don't think so. I agree I would with, agree with that. I agree with Dustin that like FX on Hulu actually really bothers me because I wish those <laughs> shows were just on FX. FX, yeah. Yeah. Like I so I, I was trying to understand this, so I went to FX's website because I was like, what is actually on FX right now? Because I had like no understanding. Right. right. And it's all just like 
eight different Ryan Murphy spinoffs, which I don't understand because he has the Netflix deal. So it's just like we are living in a time of like intense... Why don't you just go ahead and put the Hulu on FX stuff on FX too? Yeah, because Hulu's probably paying more money. I mean, it's honestly, it's all a branding thing. They need to feel, it's like you can have an original, but if uh, saying it's a Hulu original isn't enough, then if you can get like the FX money but, but no but they're I mean, not like, like promoting these things no and they're not doing a good job of it like devs should have just been on fx too like yeah. all all of the fx on hulu like i think it would be better if it wasn't about originals that are distinct yeah. it should just be like you don't have to wait till the next day for it to be uploaded right it's yeah. like fx on hulu should just be fx shows that like 12 a.m that day you you can watch it you don't have to wait for it to air you, like you get like a 12 hour lead right. yeah right. I feel like it should It doesn't even be... have to be like time stamped. It can just be like if it premieres today, you get it at 12 a.m. that day. Right. And that's ultimately why I feel like HBO has retained its conversation TV status. Right. Cause because they keep think, it closely tied. They keep it closely tied. They haven't fucked with like airtimes really. It's always been like a Sunday night sort of thing. And like I have enjoyed Mayor of Easttown the undoing was bad but they have done a good job continuing to monopolize that time and the week-to-week binge and i think right. other streamers are still struggling to figure out how to do that prime probably came the closest with the boys but then it dumped all of the underground railroad at the same time prime, so yeah yes. prime is prime does not stick to their guns um yeah. no. but again apple tv you're you're seeing right in real time the fact that like you know, Ted Lasso has always been a weekly show. Right. But the first season, nobody, everyone thought it was going to be terrible. So nobody watched it until it was all available. Then right. they binged it. Then they loved it. And now they're reacting. Everyone's like very upset at season two because they're having to watch it weekly. Right. And it's again that thing of like, well, if you had, you know, <laughs> like it's just because you, lo- when you got to see a whole season together, you loved it. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's this weird thing where like actually, it's getting a lot of buzz because it's weekly, but it's biting it in the butt because everyone that came on board for the show did it after it had aired. Right. So um, I think Apple is actually, you know, succeeding, well, accidentally succeeding (laughs) with its weekly release strategy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apple is owning Fridays, and then Disney Plus owns, like, Wednesdays now. Yeah, they've shifted to Wednesdays because they're putting their movies on Fridays. And Hulu's trying to do that, too. Oh, that means there was a new What If episode today, and I didn't watch it. I saw a piece on Hulu today, and I I guess I didn't realize this, but they're like, Hulu's going to crash and burn next year because they're losing... They're probably going to lose the NBC, Fox, and... um, uh, CBS rerun. I mean, they, well, they well, once replace. those deals are up, then they'll all right. go back to their own. But how can systems. they? How can they lose Fox? Because they don't own well, they'll, Fox. But they'll, Fox. No, they'll keep. They'll keep Fox. Cause yeah, because it's is, Disney. No, no, they'll keep ABC. No, but Fox. Fox is also Disney. But they said that Fox would go to Tubi. Oh my God! Really? Why? No, 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 no. That makes sense because okay. See, here we go. Because now I freelance for Fox Digital, who owns Tubi. Oh. You could read my review of the Nighthouse. I did read it, but I just that's that was last year. That was like late last year that that happened. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, they that said seems that would like... go there, and then CBS would put it on Paramount, and then NBC would put it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and, yeah. Here we which... go. To be launching 10 free live sports channels, including Fox Sports, NFL, and MLB. So Tubi's probably going to try really hard to become the sports a player. streamer. Yeah. Fox yeah. bought Tubi last year. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And then Hulu will have Handmaid's Tale. Man, that's basically it, right? I mean, plus, I guess, Hulu and FX stuff. FX on right. Hulu. Whatever. <laughs> they have reservation dogs. <laughs> Which... Uh, This is why I always say, uh, and have always been a strong supporter of Spectrum. Uh, Oh, my God. Our our favorite cable overlord, Spectrum, totally not evil. Don't worry about it. Uh, That box in your living room records things, too, and it's great. I've never said a bad bad word about them ever. 100% not Scooby-Doo villains in masks. (laughs) If you'd like Josh Hartnett, he does shows on Spectrum now. He definitely did a show on Spectrum. Oh, my God. You guys remember that uh, Taylor Kitsch? Uh, Excuse uh, me. Michael C. Hall show. Yeah, it's on we Netflix. Yes. Yeah, and is I watched it like, on now. Yes. Yeah, yes. I watched like half an episode. And I was like, oh, this is bad. And no, like, you probably said this is actually amazing because you're looking at Taylor Kitsch's face. Wait, so. which show? Is you this? know, Taylor Kitsch was doing like a bad Brooklyn accent though the whole That's time. Fine. Like, it worked what the for fuck? it worked for Ryan Gosling. Was it coming fine. out of his face hole? Because then yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Was his face still his face? It yeah. was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. you see it? Okay, fine. Um, yeah. Sarah who, Mar are very Sarah Mars and I are very excited because we're trying to figure out how to coordinate watching it together. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wait, one more thing on Hulu because I'm not. I mean, they they're still. It's not good for them. <laughs> no. But but they still have because they have Disney. They get all the like, quote unquote risque Marvel stuff, mm. which has not worked out because like that Modoc show was not great and I know they were supposed to have more like cartoons or whatever but like if Disney ever actually figures out how to work that balance it I don't know if it'll be it won't be enough to sustain Hulu but it might help you know what else that Hulu has Hmm. what nine perfect strangers it does god Okay, we will segue. Thank you. I did it. I did it. You did it. You did we it. We could have segued to Ted Lasso like ten minutes ago. Well, okay, we did. Yeah. We did briefly. We'll come back to Ted Lasso yeah. maybe, or, or maybe that's it. I mean, wasn't that kind of the back? No, no, we've thing? got. Let's. No, let's... I think they want to actually like talk about the program. Like, yeah, we do. I have questions. Okay, no, but nine. I am. Changes. I am also let's... they, Roxanne. Well, this is why I anyway. opened my drink. So. Nine <laughs> oh yeah, what is everybody drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a canned pina colada, incredibly classy. <laughs> oh, is it good? It has like coconut flecks in it. It's sort of weird, but if Ew. I drink it, if I drink it fast, it's okay. <laughs> is wait, like it's like crunchy? Yeah, it has like the co- it has like flicks of flecks of coconut in it, but it's also like thirteen percent yeah. for a can. So. Oh wow! Oh, shit! Right. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. man, you're gonna get drunk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good for you. Great. Uh, Tori, yes. what about you? I'm having whiskey and um, my grapefruit soda. I have a backup seltzer. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. 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 Dustin? The old standby, Allagash. 
Oh. Which I have to, like, go to the refrigerator because it's so hot. I can't, like, leave it out, so I have to go get one every once in a while. So you've given up on Green State Lager already? Yeah, that was... mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, I I hear that. At the end of the night, (laughs) if I had some, after I got drunk on something else, it would be perfect. (laughs) It is. It's the classy PBR. Uh, As for me, I'm having some kind of white wine that I don't really know what it is because I can't pronounce the German name on it. It's... It's, the winery is Fetzer, but the word that it says is, uh, it's going to be bad, Gewurztraminer. That's what came up when I Googled it. What is that? Gewurztraminer? I don't know. Anyway, some kind of white wine. It's uh, it's pretty good, and the bottle's empty now. So. You know, the um, greatest word in the uh, ever is a- Kugelschreiber. It's my favorite mm. all-time word. It's, a, it's, it's German for ballpoint pen. Kugelschreiber. <laughs> Oh my God. I feel like I f- you've said. See, this I feel before. like I feel like that story was Ted Lasso, and that's why I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Roxana, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we, we that was a that. great story, first of all. <laughs> okay, Ted Lasso is both better and worse. I feel like you should not be judging it based on Dustin, but also judging it based on Dustin is not inaccurate. Uh, Thank Dan, you. Did your Did your wine taste like honeyed apricot? peach, rose petals, and honeysuckle, because that's what the company says it tastes like. That is what the bottle claims it is. Um, is that what sold you on it? Were you like, ooh, honeysuckle? Ooh, it tastes, rose petals. It tastes like a, like a white wine. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have something else to drink? You said the bottle's empty now. Uh, so I have a little bit left, but that will probably be emptied at some point, and then I will... Uh, I have a backup Diet Coke. Um, no, okay. Yeah, very right. exciting. So, Nine think... Perfect Strangers, a show I have not seen. You're, oh. watch it. You're better off. It's fine. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. But Manny Nacinto. He's very hot. Oh, yeah, he is very hot. He's very hot. Oh, it's a ponytail. Yeah. He, yeah. His storyline, or that whole, like Nicole Kidman and him, and they're no like sense. the worst part of the show. No sense. Yeah. No sense. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Has Wait, have read you the guys book? read the book? Yeah. Oh, Tori, Jinx. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. I, I quit halfway through. Yeah. Yes. Because I hated it. But so, I hated it because of the Nicole Kidman character, which I also hate here. But I like some of the other. Well, I like Michael Shannon a lot. And I like. Uh, yeah, he's really good. McCarthy and uh, Cannavale because they're fucking fantastic together. So I've only seen two episodes. Is it supposed to be all like a mystery? Is there going to be like a? Are we going like an Agatha Christie murder thing? No, no. no. David E. Kelly, David E. Kelly did. So he added some dramatic. So like, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, in the book, she's not shot. She just has a heart attack from like overworking. So oh. making somebody having shot her and like adding this like stalkery sort of stuff is very David E. Kelly, but it's not the book. And it might have been why it like bored Dustin. Feel free to disagree with me. But <laughs> but but I feel like the the book isn't like plot driven. It's like really character driven. And it yeah. just like goes back and forth between the nine characters and like their inner perspectives and why they came to this place. Whereas I think this is now being led by like, who's stalking Nicole Kidman? 
rather oh, yeah, that's than... the worst part of the show though yeah like who cares about that like i don't care you but, know? No, but it's not even just that i mean aren't they isn't she collecting their blood in order to stage a crime like no. come on what do you mean no no, no. like well, there's nothing the nefarious find... about this no, place well she she she's drugging them that's what you'll find out okay yeah, it's like, drug what's... trials but it's something nefarious well what's no, nef... no 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 it's not drug i mean it's nefarious in that she is doing things that theoretically are not sanctioned like in terms of like therapy and like self-help and like all of that sort of stuff so like she does some things in the book that i think are ethically questionable like morally questionable but aren't like dangerous oh she's just like giving them shrooms yeah she's giving them like shrooms and then like there is something like at a certain point in the book she starts doing things that like are uncomfortable i would say and possibly negligent but it's not like a murder in the uh, book so it's more like microdosing less murder yes 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 uh, that's disappointing but the show was going to be a whole agatha christie no. thing no i mean i think the show no. is going to go in like a completely different direction because the show okay. has added things that are not in the book okay and it has introduced a love triangle that is not in the book so oh, oh between yeah. delilah and yao and and Yes, Masha? and Masha. Okay. Yeah, in the book, and I might be misremembering because I only read it once. But in the book, my memory of it is that Masha is very, excuse me, Yao is very devoted to Masha because, like, he helped save her life when right. she had a heart attack, and so they do have like a very strong, Connection. weird, yeah, like sort of codependent, parasitic relationship. But in the TV show, to make it like overtly sexual, it's another one of those things where I'm like. I don't think this is playing the way you wanted it to play. And there is part of me and excuse my prudish Muslim upbringing, but like, I I think too often we revert to like very strong character bonds being sexual. And I, I just think that that they don't need to be, they don't need to be like cheapens or limits the relationship. So I'm just, I'm very disinterested in this like Yao is sleeping with Masha and Delilah knows and she doesn't like it but she tolerates it it's like come on man like why would you be okay with that you know you know what shows really good at non-sexual friendship yeah Charlie Ted Lasso yeah it's Ted Lasso so good so good (laughs) so good at it It really is. <laughs> so good. Um, anyway, uh, can I tell you? Okay, so the cast in this, I think, is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what the story is doing, but whatever. Like, I, think, I don't think I don't think the show knows what the story is. No, doing. but the cast is phenomenal. So, uh, Cannibal and and uh, um, yeah, everyone McCarthy, everyone's wonderful. Regina Hall, Regina Hall. But my favorite, and I wasn't expecting this. Are you saying Samara Weaving? I fucking love her. Yeah. I love what they did with really? her. I love hmm. the fake teeth, the veneers, and the, terrifying, terrifying. The creepy, um, whatever the claw they've done nails. to her nose, the long nails. But no, the the contouring they've done on her nose to make it look like a really terrible nose job. Yes, like the yes. whole thing. Because I had just watched. I mean, like I I like her anyway. I really liked her in in the babysitter movies, and I liked her. I mean, she was like sadly one of the best parts of snake eyes which was not good mm-hmm. but she worked as the g like the gi joe scarlet character like she was the the fun that the whole movie should have had like mm-hmm. she kind of was it um i really like her and i i like how they kind of leaned into this influencer kardashian ish like uh 
uh, you know, having Inst- lots of Instagram plastic face. surgery. Yeah, Instagram but the plastic. Face. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and she pulls it off, and it's so unsettling. Yes, it's very uncanny valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's I agree. not. Yeah, and and also like, the, but the the way she plays it, like the the kind of nervousness in her and the, um, the awkwardness. Like, yeah, I think I wrote in one of my recaps that it feels like she's doing, an like a like a, a parody of Alexis Rose. Kind of yeah. From Schitt's Creek, like oh, just that, yeah. And not a parody, and parody probably is not the correct word, but sort of, like, taking those same sort of mannerisms and, like, divorcing them from, like, the fondness and affection we eventually developed for Alexis and just putting them out in all of their, like, awkward, you're uncomfortable with yourself, you're not happy with who you are, purity. It really felt like they took, and I don't know how she was in the book, but it really felt like they just kind of took it and were like, let's go full Chloe Kardashian. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. Yes. Yes. You know, like specifically the most like insecure and and, and the Chloe of now where like people are yes. getting on her for like weird nose jobs and stuff. Okay, but Chloe, she's one of those people where I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to feel bad for you, but I don't. So. And but yeah, I, th- I guess I feel more sympathy for um for Samara Weaving's character, but mm-hmm. for Jessica, yeah, you know, for Jessica, but oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's just—I mean, she was always like—it's—it's. It's, I think it's a, also partially because she is like very conventionally attractive normally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and seeing her so overdone for the Instagram attraction, yeah, <laughs> highlights because you're just like, oh my god, you're so thin, and the nails, and the hair, and the nose, and the. Yes. Anyway, yes, um, yes, and she, but she's still playing it well. So I, I, I weirdly, I mean, it's really just about Manny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Like there, and there are individual performances that I'm liking, but for yeah. me, it doesn't feel like the show has captured a sense of like who these people are as a group or why they yeah. would come here. Um, okay. I just don't think it's pulled that off very well. But like, I like Regina Hall. Like, Cannavale's fine. I normally uh, uh, sort of I'm... don't tolerate his like very over the top sort of shtick. But I'm liking him here, and Michael Shannon is great. And I really like Melvin Gregg. Watch yeah. High Flying Bird. Everybody should watch High Flying Bird. Um, but I, but ultimately like my, my issue is that it feels like some characters right now are very developed and others are still very nebulous. And now we're like halfway through the season. Like we're on episode four of eight. Right. And I think at a certain point it's like other people need to be better sketched. Luke Evans' character. Yeah. Like Luke Evans' character. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Like his character. Is he he a reporter? Like he's trying to. Okay. Good. Yes. Yes. He is a reporter. Um, I think he is the only one who has like a real like secret. They treat um Cannavale's Tony like he's addicted to Oxy and they treat that like a big secret, but it who doesn't... isn't addicted to Oxy, like honestly. Right. And it doesn't seem again, it doesn't seem that surprising. And so he has this like emotional scene in today's episode where he talks about how like he had nowhere left to go and like nobody everyone has left his life and he's been abandoned and there's part of me that's like then how did you come here 
You know what I mean? Like, this is, yeah. like, a high-end wellness resort that they have repurposed in the show to be, like, an ex machina location. Like, yeah. they have, as in all David E. Kelly properties, they've elevated the amount of, like, wealth and, like, classist influence of this location. So I, it's just one of those things where I feel like they haven't exactly done a good job demonstrating what is so different about Masha and her tactics that would bring all these people here and how they afford it all. Right. Um, and because so. you hear something about Michael Shannon's family, they got like a deal. A discount, yeah. They got a discount. So there's you can kind of tell that there's something going on behind the scenes with her. Right. Where she in in constructing a group for a particular session. Yeah. She might like, yeah, discount for certain people because they're right, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when they when they do the, you know, no social media posts, it's all true word of mouth or whatever. It's like, well, how does that how would that really work in today's world? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, that seemed a little it hasn't grabbed me and I don't know if it's because um, it's coming so soon after White Lotus which I know uh, Dan had beefs about and this feels like a trap no no no, 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 no. Dan's all, a villain it's fine no, all I was going to say is write the piece Dan um, but uh, I just it has not grabbed me particularly well um so, I'm yeah. worried because I think it was grabbing me, but I thought it was because it was going to be a murder thing. And now no. that I know that there's no murder, uh, I'm no, kind of like, I, well, then what am I sticking out no, no, for? But, but I, I think there will scene be. In the end of the third episode with Michael Shannon, that it's so, so good. It is really good. I do love it's Michael really Shannon. Good. I mean, really I'm going to keep watching, but like, I'm just it's, hoping now for the surprise. It's good murder. enough. I don't know. And I think that there might be a murder because. Well, uh, yeah, there's. They're dragging there could be, along. yeah. They're right? you know they're doing something, and again, this is I think of like the undoing, which like they did change a lot of things in that adaptation as well. So, I you know, it's possible. We'll see. Yeah, it's possible. Speaking hmm. of shows that feel good enough, <laughs> please say The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> I really could go either direction. Let's let's do it. Let's go The Walking Dead. How about that? I use the Since... same one for whatever show you were thinking of. <laughs> I just wanted to briefly mention that The Walking Dead is back, and um, what season number is this? This is the eleventh and final season. Although the final season is twenty four episodes and will air over a year and a half. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's before the spinoff with Carol and Daryl. Right. Yeah. Which will so supposedly like, be different, but will probably not be that different. And the Andrew Lincoln movies that are in development. Right. I'm sorry. So really, like a year, like 18 months of this, like that. Uh, yeah. Tell, well, tell in the end of next year, probably like uh, around December next year. They're kind of oh doing God. like the thing that like Breaking Bad split up their final season. Basically and Mad Men did seasons, that right? too. Yeah. Everybody does that now. So they're breaking right. their, their season up into three parts of eight episodes. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. So oh it's like a God. final season, but you have to pronounce it final season. That's... <laughs> Ugh. God. <laughs> Everybody seems so annoyed with it. <laughs> We're not even fine. watching it. I definitely, uh, there was one time when Adam had to like very politely tell me that like I needed to take things less seriously because we were at like a birthday dinner for one of his friends and the guy sitting across from me told me that The Walking Dead was the best show ever made 
and I fought with this man for the entirety of dinner. Like, through, like through my bites of paella, I just was like, I can't even believe that you would even say that to me. Like, I can't even. Like, so what? So what did you try to counter? The wire, of course. Oh, of, of course. course. What did yeah, he say I mean, to that? Like, that's obvious. Uh, he hadn't watched it. Oh, of course he so, hadn't. Yeah. But, like, okay. how do you compare? It's not even the best show on AMC. No. How do you compare with, you know, <laughs> The Walking Dead's production design? And, yes, Dan, it's not even Rectify. I know. Rectify. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, Rectify just gets me in the soul. But, listen, so here's my here's my, here's my my thing about uh, The Walking Dead right now. Wait. And, shout out to that man. You're still terrible. Okay. Yeah. Dustin. Yeah. Right, yes. He's terrible. Yeah. Yes. Um, nobody, a lot of people dropped off after Glenn died for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Right. Because mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. really painful. That's when the show ended, right? That was like the last scene. How many seasons ago was that? That was the seventh season. I definitely thought that was like the third season. No, that was the seventh (laughs) season premiere. Uh, But like the tenth season premiered in um, like March of 2019, and we're now on the eleventh season because of COVID. Oh wow! Okay. Um, So people quit, but when they read recaps or whatever, everybody there's there's been a two an over two season. Redemption art for Negan, right? And right. people are just automatically, oh my god, oh my god, how could they fucking redeem him? What the fuck? What the fuck? But like, this. Uh, my issue is this. So, so I've been watching all along, and they've done a really good job of redeeming him. But nobody wants to buy it. But they'll go out and watch Suicide Squad, where like mm. all these people have like. <laughs> they're both comic books no. they're both super villains and Negan what, what's the dip? why can't a guy like Negan be redeemed when people like because he shot? brained Steven Yen yeah this feels very like we have to teach Justin about cancel culture. Like, this is <laughs> I understand, cancel. and I know you have like a, a crush on Jeffrey Dean Morgan, mm-hmm. but like well, there's a difference and... between the actor and the character. Well, okay, but yeah. I have. But no, watched... the actor has transformed the character. Okay, it's can such I wait? A can, so can show. I ask? Is this like so? This is okay. Uh, how have they redeemed him though? Like in what? Okay, first of all, he like spent seven years in prison. In okay. Like solitary not, confinement. Not enough time. Okay, sure. Well, then he uh, saved like several lives. He forged a strong relationship with Rick Grimes' daughter. Oh, yeah, she seemed annoying. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> And then last season, he saved the entire community from the bad guys, which was he like he like mm-hmm. um he was like a spy and like uh, worked himself inside of the Whisperers and like killed the leader. Can't okay, but was he doing that for his own sake, or was he actually no, he trying actually, to redeem himself because of Glenn? It was that's Carol, a good question. It was Tori. Carol's plan, so he was doing it. Because so, do his actions still feel like he is in like a mode of apology for Glenn, or or have they like presented his actions as he is a completely reformed person who is part of this group? Like, yes. has the group or is it just accepted him? Uh, or is it good that's mutually beneficial? Because like yeah, you're in a zombie yeah. apocalypse, it's very easy to be like, I'm doing this thing that happens to benefit everyone, but in doing so, it benefits me. Yeah. Basically, he's he's warmed up to all of like the outcasts within 
the show. And then, like, uh, you know, Daryl and Carol sort of reluctantly accept him because he's done so much to help them. He's not, he's just not that the same guy. He's like a, a wounded, sensitive, he's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Didn't he, wait, this... didn't he make out with skin face? Yes, that was part of his plan to kill her, which okay. saved the community. I think it's gross. Like, okay, but I feel like the larger <laughs> question here is like, do we believe in rehabilitation? Like, is that what you're asking? Well, why? Do, no, no. Why do we believe in rehabilitation for some supervillains, but not for this particular one? But well, well in sense? the case of in the case of Hobbs and Shaw, uh, it turns out Han was <laughs> dead. So, so that's why it's okay. That's why yeah, it's okay that Jason Statham it, is now kind of a good yeah. guy. I don't. Yeah. Well, no, but. The Suicide Squad isn't attempting to redeem them, right? It's just that people right. like them and they're villains. Like, there's a right. difference between yeah. like an intended yeah, but redemption are working for the good side or whatever. Aren't they working for the, the U.S. government? We're they, never yeah, the no. good side. Yeah, we're never the good side. No, <laughs> no. they honestly weren't even the good side in that situation. Um, so I will give you. So there was one time when Jeffrey Dean Morgan's son Jensen Ackles uh-huh. turned in mm-hmm. turned into a demon. Oh. Um, but then he got better. So, like, sometimes bad guys get better. Mm. Mm. But, the, they, like, it's been painful. It wasn't like, uh, you know, half a season later, he's suddenly a good guy. It's been a very slow process that's really taken place over two and a half years. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, do you think people are rejecting his centralness to the story? And are people really people, rejecting no, it? No, no. It's people that haven't watched the show who are rejecting it because he killed Gwen. Right. Yeah, because that's like a big deal. I think here's the thing. <clears throat> you can do a lot of good in your life, but when you brain Steven Yun, like yeah. that doesn't go away. No, like you it can it de- and so there is like in terms of when we talk about redemption, it's always like a weird thing because it's you can can uh, any amount of good out ever outweigh and an act but of atrocity. Talking about the zombie apocalypse where everybody on the show has killed somebody brutal. Right. And and that's fair. And I do think that like there is something going on. I mean in this and what you haven't even gotten to explain yet like in this particular instance yes. the the show has moved on to a point where we could continue to be sympathetic toward Negan mm-hmm. um, until they literally wrote in Negan bringing up the fact that he yes. killed Glenn in a horrible way yeah so well, that was like a bad move it was weekend. just like bad timing but, like just, just don't like a, say it yes why why he was like he was like he'd, he said everything right he was like, uh, everybody had, you know, sympathized with him. He was like, oh, yes. And then he was like, I don't want to end up like Glenn, Glenn and be put down like a dog. But he, and here's the thing, too. Like, you said, like, everybody has killed somebody. But, like, hasn't everybody killed somebody to survive rather than Negan, who killed him as, like, a, just like a public display of dominance? But, like, I. But they sort of explain that in, like, his origin story and why he was sort of, like, messed up in the head. And what mm. he was, he was, he was grief stricken. Grief stricken enough to like explode a dude's skull with yes. a baseball bat. I. Uh... And I mean, of hey, all but... the people, it is Stephen Young. Yeah. yeah. Right. But like if he'd done he it to done... Andrew, if he'd done it to Andrew Lincoln, none of us would be upset. Okay, no. What about <laughs> the like... terrible guy with the mullet? Do it to that guy. Oh yeah. 
What's his name? Oh, Gabriel? Yeah, Eugene. Oh, yeah, Eugene. Yeah, fuck that guy. But, like, Rick Grimes <laughs> has killed people, like, brutally, and, like, right. didn't deserve it. Yeah, but I also find also, Rick Grimes intolerable. Glenn killed people in their sleep. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, I mean... Well, but it was great when he did it. Sometimes no! You, sometimes you no, just gotta it was. kill people it was. in your sleep. It was. It was. He did it wonderfully. He, no, no. Right. He was very conflicted about it, and he, like, he tortured himself about it. Okay, I think really what you're asking is, like, is there moral absolutism in the Walking Dead universe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking why do people allow some people redemption and others yeah not. you're asking about no. moral absolutism no i, I think, think the you're reality asking why is... the writers are being dumb in like not sticking to their guns in trying to move on from the history i think what you're asking is jeffrey dean morgan do you like me yes no check yeah box. that's yeah. really what's yeah. happening yeah. <laughs> is jeffrey yes. dean morgan hot enough <laughs> to overcome yeah <laughs> negan's character I love so much he's like, i know he's, you do he lives on a farm right he's one of those celebrities yes oh he co-owns a candy store with paul red okay but also lives on a farm okay. also lives on a farm got yeah. it got it he's very attractive he's very he's very destiny yeah he is <laughs> Dustin has like Dustin is like a weird. It means you like a sort of like an agriculture like working man fetish. Mm. You just want kind of like rugged yet sensitive white men. Yeah, I think you want someone who can like (laughs) chop your wood and then also like make you eggs. But like rescues dogs. Yeah, and brews his own beer. I mean, uh, I think there are variations upon this type. And I think you respond to a certain variation. I feel like you were that I someone. also respond to a certain <laughs> variation. Like you've been with somebody for a very long time that fits this exact description. I don't. I don't think so. No. Really? Has no. Adam rescued dogs lately? I mean, not lately. Right. Just like in general. Sure. I don't think of him as like a Jeffrey Dean Morgan type. I don't know. Really? No, not really. I don't know. This is gonna. I gotta think about this for a while. JDM wishes he had those forearms. Right? Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So, Dustin, are you enjoying it, or are you just perplexed? (laughs) What is? I. I'm sort of like. What are your feelings now on on this? On The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm one of those guys that just. Kind of loves it. Whatever. Still, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I did. I didn't love it uh, in seasons eight and nine. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, Angela King brought it back. So Maggie yeah. is back. Maggie is back, and she has turned uh, sort of hardcore. Uh, Rick, early season Grimes, where she was like, where she's like dictatorial and bossy, and. Uh, did you say bossy because she's a woman, Dustin? No, yeah. I would have said the same thing about Rick Grimes because he was bossy. Mm. Mm. I don't he, think... was lo- he was law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He that was makes authoritative. Me wonder, that kind of makes me wonder what Dustin thinks of uh, Sandra O's oh character in The Chair. Oh, my God. Oh, transition. Oh, look at that. So well smooth. Done. I well love done. Sandra O's oh character in The Chair. Oh, good. So she's not bossy, Dustin. <laughs> no, I, she needs to be. But the problem is she's not bossy enough. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this particular uh, instance. 
No, that, that, so no, I, neither Tori nor Roxanne have seen this. I have yeah. watched it. I watched two episodes. Oh, okay. I um, did so, not. It's I a did. Netflix show, six episodes, uh, mm-hmm. half hour, co-created by. Oh shoot, I'm forgetting the the other name. It's Amanda Pete and um. Uh, I'm gonna look at An- Annie. No, Annie Lowry. No. Is that the Maybe? name of? I don't think no. so. I'm gonna hang on. I, I want to look it up because I want to get the. Uh, is it the wife of the other Game of No, Thrones she is on. Oh she God. is on the writing staff, but she is oh. not the co-creator. Uh, Annie okay. Wyman, excuse me, uh, who is a Ph like an English professor and. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's like an actual academic, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it, it felt a lot like a Richard Russo novel, which is a thing that I love probably that no one else does. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So on brand. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin, I know you enjoy, you watch the whole thing, is that right? Yes, but okay. I think that you had problems with it as a comedy, and well, I think I like the politics of it. Right. So my my issue with it, it's, it's not so much the comedy of it, although there, there, I think there are tonal issues where like sometimes it wants to be broader than the yes. world allows. There definitely like yes. some weird um, falls in it. Yeah. But my, my biggest thing is that I'm – so I, I, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I will finish it because I only have two episodes left, and it's very it's very easy to watch. Uh, hmm. Okay, it is. But, but yeah. I don't know that – They're half-hour episodes. Yeah, they're half-hour episodes. I love the cast uh, led by okay. Sandra Oh. Uh, Jay Duplass is in it. Uh, Bob Balaban. Holland uh, Taylor. Holland Taylor, Holland Taylor so who's so good. Wonderful. Um, but – but there, there's like so. I watched the first episode, and one thing that I did not quite get was that I felt like they didn't actually set up Sandra O's oh character. It was just kind of like, like, like I never got a, I, well, I never yeah, got that I, scene at the beginning. That's like, oh, this is who she is. Like she's really driven, or she's really trying to have it all, or she's trying, yeah, she's really, like whatever that like initial like baseline of like this is who she is she's just thrown in to the chaos of like she's now running this department and everything is terrible and yeah. so she's a little I, bit of a, like a zellweger character right but but, but what i found really fit that right and but what i found myself uh drawn to was the fact that i love sandra oh and she's yes. such a great mm. performer and so all of the goodwill i was giving this character was coming from the from the performance and the performer not necessarily what they've told me about her right um and so and and, and that i mean you know they, they filled in some some gaps over the course her daughter of the wants to kill her her daughter is well that's oh, no, i no, never really come back to that but very uh morbid and precocious yeah but the mm. but it, it it's just like it it was there there are characters that are there, there are characters that are too broad for the for the tone of the show. There are some characters that are probably not broad enough. Um, it's I, I I understand Dustin what you like about the academia politics of it, and I, I mm-hmm. feel like that's probably a real strength of the show. Um, but I don't know. But at the same time, there's enough that I'm enjoying that I get to the end of an episode, and I'm like I had a lot of problems with what I saw, but I also want to see the next one. So yeah. it's kind of lining up in that in that zone, which is a very Netflix zone. Anyway. I I hate to agree with Dan because he's a villain now. I am mm-hmm. the villain of the podcast. But 
mm-hmm. but that is my experience with it where I'm like, you know, I the cast is wonderful. The the premise goes down easy. Um, I get to the end of an episode and I want to continue, but also there's no there there. Like there's a, no, I don't, well, and maybe it gets better, but to me it's like there are the, the politics of the university, but it doesn't seem to be saying anything about them other than. I think that that really does come into focus in the last two episodes. Okay. Mm. So you have to, okay. So that's like the, the end of the season will kind of wrap all of that up because it becomes all so for those who haven't or don't know anything about it Sandra O is the chair of the uh, English department uh, which means she's kind of like the person in who has to protect the teachers but also she's management in a way so uh, she has to like fire people if necessary right and uh, she's dealing with three very old professors who are out of touch but who were like, uh, like amazing in their day, and then she's also got like uh, a, a black uh, adjunct. Is that right? I think Somebody... so. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she's up. She's for up for tenure. tenure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, an adjunct wouldn't be up for tenure. Okay, okay so okay. she's she's someone who is up for tenure. Whatever <laughs> is the equivalent. A junior of that. professor would okay. be up for tenure. Yeah. This is why Roxanne is here. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she is a superstar. Uh, but like the old people feel threatened by her, and then she also has a very popular male professor who, in the first episode, in his in one of his lectures, does the Nazi salute, which is sort of like it, it's it's within it's the context, context of a lecture, right? Right, yes. but it's it's yeah. taken out of context because all of his students are uh, filming him for some reason, yes. and then they and, it, and then yeah. It spirals it out of control, and he doesn't take it seriously because he's like, I'm obviously not a Nazi. Right. And, and then when he gets questioned about it, because he's not taking it seriously, it spirals even further out of control. And Sandra O's character has to, like, protect them, but also protect the department. Right. So And, and part of it is just justifying and literally kind of like an English degree in the modern age. Right. Like there's right. a part of like her dealing with the fact that they are not getting as much uh, enrollment in their classes That's her, mm-hmm. yeah. as other more practical degrees and, right. and kind of like the value of having an English degree. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to like computer science or something that's that's more immediately valuable. Um, like I, I do understand kind of that it's interesting. Well, particularly what it feels like particularly near the end it's like okay being a professor in this day and age means sort of like having this relationship with gen z or whatever students uh who are sort of like antagonistic and toward and you or toward academia sort of become the enemy uh, toward the professors i i, I, mm-hmm. I mean, but I, but also but here's the thing, and this is where I think they're they're laying a lot of issues on the table, but not really unpacking them. It's kind of mm-hmm. like these are all of the weighing concerns that yes. are battling each other. But right. the one that they haven't voiced is, you know, a lot of this is about enrollment or Gen Z and how yes. do you win them over or whatever. But the part of that is like the they're the ones paying. Correct. Do they ever get into like the idea of student loans? No. 
<laughs> because like the big part of this, when you're coming at it from the faculty point of view, like I understand, but, and, and so you have these like kind of older professors who don't want to read the, the student evaluations and don't, mm -hmm. they don't want to cater to the audience. But the idea of students as an audience, as opposed to, you know, people who are going into debt for decades in order to earn a degree that they hope will aid them in a workforce that is becoming further and further out of reach to them. Right. Is the other half of that equation. Yeah. And I'm not saying like the show, you know, if the show doesn't want to get into that, if it's about the faculty, it's about the faculty, that's fine. But it feels like there's, I'm not seeing the depth. They're kind of laying out like these are a lot of concerns that happen in that are very realistic and I understand them and it's a lot to juggle, but it's both not everything that is being juggled and also even for what it is not deep enough on those issues. Well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I will say like near the end, you know, there's this big thing about, hey, you know, do you think he's a Nazi? If you think he's a Nazi, you should fire him. But this is not about one professor or whatever. This is about a culture. And uh, firing one guy is not going to change the culture. And that's the whole right. problem with mm -hmm. academia and with a school. And you have to change it. But it also is interesting because there's this a lot of friction between Sandra O's character and the black professor because she expects to be supported even more because uh, a person of color is the chair. And, but, right. But she also wants to protect the older people for the same reason, like you would if you're like a union leader and you want to protect everyone. Right. Right. Well, and it's kind of like they were the ones who brought her up. Like right. there's, there's a responsibility yeah. there, I think. Like there's... But all of this is also done within the context of comedy, which makes right. it sort of... And, oh, and I, I did that's not anticipate that. <laughs> yeah, and I but think that's it, part of what... Is it comedy? <laughs> well, I think that's part of what, what, Tori, what you're getting at, is that these, these problems are posited, but then they're used as kind of the, the fodder for, uh, for jokes or for caricature or for... Um, like, I'm thinking of... Just as, there, yeah. there, there's a scene like that you haven't, you, Tori, you haven't gotten to yet, but there is a scene where uh, the the professor who made the Nazi salute, which is who's played by Jada Plus, uh, talks to uh, students, and it's it's presented in a way that that I feel like very clearly is meant to uh, both show that he is not taking it seriously and being dumb and bad at his job. But also the way that the the students are basically they're essentially like a Twitter mob, and yes. so yeah. it's it, it's showing the absurdity of both sides. Right. Um, but in doing so, also doesn't doesn't deal with the the uh, the subject with any seriousness, and and to the point of like students who have point of view. I believe the only student who has point of view and gets her own scenes is the one who's possibly. PA interested in jd plus oh the one who's oh, like oh, leaving that, him yeah. peach pies yeah yeah oh, um, what <laughs> yeah, there, yeah there's one student who has a I, I and again i haven't gotten to the end so i don't know how that story resolves but who is uh a fan of his let's put it that way and uh also comes from i think like a rich donor family like yeah yeah mm. um 
I, I feel told like Dustin they're trying to do too much about academia without like sorting through. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a very I... short series too. It's like six right. hour episodes. Which and which it... honestly helps. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like any of it is uninteresting. It just ends up feeling like a catalog of. These are real world problems for people in academia mm-hmm. without then making it a show. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my problem. Like, you're saying it's a comedy, and I'm like, but none of it was that funny. Funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried to sell it to my wife by saying, this is the Kaminsky method, but funny. So <laughs> like, the uh, older characters in particular, it feels very much like that show. For reasons that escape me, my wife likes the Kaminsky method. <laughs> How much of the Kaminsky method have you watched? Have I? Yeah. I watched the first two seasons. Yo, you made it wow. through full season. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow, you love your wife. Yeah. I did not realize that show was still on the air. I think. Oh, it, it totally is. I think it's like three or four seasons. I don't remember. Uh, I quit. No, Alan Alda is. Is it Alan? One of the Aldas. Or Arden. Alan. Arkin. Arkin. Alan Arkin. Arkin. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. He is so. Did you say one of the one of the Aldas? One of the Aldas. No, no, not whatever. No, hang it's on. one of the Allens. We're, we're pausing here because Alan Alda was Hawkeye Pierce on Mesh. Okay, it wasn't him. Yeah, put some respect on his name. Mm, yeah, God. Dustin. But it was uh, Alan Arkin, the guy from. Oh my God. Yes, it was Alan yes. Arkin. Oh my yes. God, it's he Alan Arkin. He's so good. That he could actually make the storylines work. Hmm. And, that's and yet, the only one who ever gets interviewed is Michael Douglas. Yeah. yeah that's true. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if Arkin's like, I'll collect the paycheck, but I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> I thought that Arkin was always sort of like press averse. No? Oh, maybe. He seems like the kind of. He's yeah. earned it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good in that. And. He's the only reason I watched as long as I did. But it's just a bunch of, like, uh, erectile dysfunction jokes. Oh, well, yeah. Mm. Okay. It's inoffensive. <laughs> but I, I don't know. My my wife likes old people shows a lot. Okay. Well, to each their own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has, has there been any discussion of whether the chair will get a second season? Or was it always intended as, like, a limited? Yeah, is this it? Uh, it really, I will, yeah, it feels like it's a limited thing. I, I, oh, really? Maybe it could get a second season, but it's not set up for a second season. Oh, interesting. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, it's also the first show, I, I, I don't know if this is true, but I, I believe it's the first show to come out of the uh, overall deal that Benioff and Weiss signed because they're EPs on it. Oh. Oh. Uh, hmm. So... Um, also, David Duchovny's gonna show. Oh my god, Duchovny oh, is yes. so good. He's so good. He's like the best part of the show. He's like, um, uh, what am I watching with Justin Theroux? Oh, the other, the other. Uh, oh my he's god, such a good parody of himself in this because he's like, he's actually, he comes in and they want him to like be a guest lecturer mm-hmm. and to yeah. take the place of the uh, the black professor. Uh, who had originally been given it, and they're like, no, we need somebody with star power. Let's bring in David Coveney because he's like, he went to Yale, and uh, he's a best, uh, Times bestseller, and he comes in, and oh my God, he's just hysterical as like a parody of himself. 
That also reminds me, I forgot to mention David Morse is also in this show. And yes. Almost great. unrecognizable. Yeah, I was like, that looks like a very David Morse kind yes. of guy. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it actually is him. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, also, can we, who is Dobson's wife? Dobson? The, um, the uh, J. Duplass. So when the video flashes up on screen, oh, um, oh. the like inappropriate video, the woman. Oh, I didn't even. I I, I remember that, but I don't. I didn't, it wasn't and I'm looking, and it's not. I'm not seeing who it is. Is it not online? Well, I. <laughs> but it looked like what's her name? Um, the actress that you really like. That. <sighs> Hold on. Which actress? It's the one that Dustin likes, and she was. Where does Dustin like her from? I know she was in that movie, bitch. But she was she's the one who's friends with uh, Jason Ritter, or used to date him, and she was sick. What? I, I don't I don't know I don't know. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna look up the movie. Yeah, you know, that's, I, yeah. That's the now end. we're I'm trying to yeah. find it. Yeah. Uh, the 2017 movie, bitch. 2017. Mariana Polka. Yes. It looked like her, huh. but I'm not sure that it was her, yeah. and she's not in the credits. Oh, yeah, she I, was with Jason Ritter no for idea. 14 years. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Did did we lose Dustin? Because he's not responding. Uh, I don't know. No, he's still moving around and making noise. <laughs> he may have gone to go get a beer or something. I, I feel like I hear had Penny to be. in the back. Had to be. Oh, well, thanks for telling us, Dustin. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to, like, interrupt. Hey, at least he didn't take the mic with him. That's, That's true. That's true. Uh, I just, did want to say quickly that I think the J. Duplass uh, arc might be loosely based on uh, what happened with the Game of Thrones guys and the Confederate show. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see that. That's true. That is tacky as hell. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like... Sort of having seen that experience and and having a Twitter mob come after them, and like BB Weiss and and Benioff racist, no, mm, oh, right. But tone deaf, yes. Mm. Wait, right. but no. So that means that Dustin, you didn't hear the whole thing. Did you know on the, in the video for Jay Duplass's wife? Mm -hmm. Was it Mariana Polka? Oh my God! If it was, that's crazy. She's not on IMDb. She's not, not on listed. IMDb, but I couldn't see anyone that would be his wife. I, I didn't recognize. But it kind of looked like her. Hmm. Anyway, no, I, I just thought you would know because you're Dustin. Because I love her. When are, yeah. we filming, when are we filming part two about uh, Benioff and Weiss's racism about Dorn? Is that like a separate episode? No. Or <laughs> are we doing that? I I'm, uh, I I just think mm, we could do a holiday special. That's you. The, yeah. the, it's Dune plus Dorn. <laughs> yeah, God, Dune and Dorn. please. Dern. We'll call it Dern. My, my my final thought on the chair is a joke from. Oh shoot! I got it. Oh my God, Penny! I gotta find it. I believe it's. Uh, shoot! I'm gonna butcher this. There, uh, there's someone on Twitter who made a joke uh, about the chair that the least. Uh, 
the least believable part is that someone would be romantically interested in J. Duplass. Which when, I don't get. When Daniel oh. A. Kim is your okay. ex. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. But J. Duplass is a good looking guy. Yeah, but Daniel I... Day Kim. But comparatively yeah. speaking, yes. yes no, yes, yeah. Yes. Like, I know that looks aren't everything, but. <laughs> right, but <laughs> sure. Yes. All right. Sorry. <laughs> like, not in a. I, well, you know what I mean. Sure. I do, from the first There's... 10 minutes of the episode. Sure. Oh, oh, should we talk about Lee Pace some more? Because yeah, should we? I just I am like not impressed by the Duplasses like in general. No, so no. I'm very impressed by Daniel Day. You just you just hate white men, except the ones that I really like. (laughs) (laughs) Just hate them. Boyd Holbrook, (laughs) except for the ones that I really enjoy. Yes, yes. And the one white man that you have not yet. Allowed yourself, allowed into your heart. Head lasso. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I really thought we were going to go with a Garrett Headland mm. reservation dogs transition. Are we? No, not? no, no, no. Okay, no we're not talking. No, mm. it's Ted Lasso time. Okay. We've Ted done lasso our, time. we've done our other work. Well, I eleven thirty-seven. I feel like it's time for me to go. I am gonna, <laughs> <laughs> gonna dip on out of here, and you guys can just <laughs> hang out. And, if you do um, want to leave, that is that is. We would understand. No, I'm. I've already accepted that I have to be up late. But I will listen. I, you know, I will grant you all with my patience. You can mock us. It's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I think that Roxanne. No, I don't think she would like it. I, I honestly, it, I have no I, preconceived notions. I've, I, I know. I feel followed... like you're already set so yeah. dead set against it that you will never like it. I Just, don't think that's true. I don't I in general Wait, did you like Friday Night Lights? Yes. Okay. So you I might like you it. need to not compare this to Friday Night no, Lights. No, yeah, they're not. Like that. <laughs> also there's no Taylor Kitsch. You and have there's to, yeah. no murder. You have to be open to like the idea of like earnestness and like, First of it, all, you know that I love earnestness and sincerity it's very because I am sentimental. your number one almost famous yes, comrade. That is right, exactly. I, yeah. So maybe you would like. Well, I think I think my wariness is of a show that is only described as being nice. That's my no. general wariness, and okay. so much of the cultural analysis about it has been about that. That that is my aversion. I will say one thing that people are getting wrong and I understand but there's now like it's not that the show is nice it's that it actually explores the difference between niceness and kindness. Okay. Okay. And it's much more about like you can be an asshole and still be kind. As Roy is. As Roy is and Roy is incredible incredibly hot yes i've seen his face it's a good no no it's not even the face it's It's the it's the way he growl oh my god he literally growls although he like fronts and it's like it's just so sexual just to say his voice (laughs) is becoming growlier in a way this season that i'm not complaining it's a caricature it's a caricature but it's becoming a character in the way that like in brooklyn 99 if you go back and watch like season one rosa versus season two rosa and like from there on, like Rosa's yeah. voice changed. Yeah, she just kept dropping it and dropping yeah. it. And, and it's, like, it's, yeah. it's kind of moving in that direction, which again, is I'm this, fine with. Is this Bradley Cooper in Stars Born growling? Because that worked. 
for me. No, it's not. It's more. It's more. Mm. It's really growly. It's so. I mean, he literally like when he doesn't want to respond, he just man a bear. I I don't. Yeah, no, he sounds like a bear. Yeah. When he's angry and he doesn't want to say anything, he just growls. The other the other piece of it okay. that's fun is that like if you become it's a fan so of the hot, show, Roxana. If, if you become a fan of the show and realize that he is one a comedian, two a TV writer, including being on staff for Ted Lasso, and three has a, a podcast where they nerd out about movies, um, hmm. and he seems like he seems like a very reasonable, normal human being, except for when he's playing Roy Kent where he's just growly but also lovable um it definitely adds to the hotness um Mm -hmm. he's he's like a growly ron swanson who's like hot oh Oh my god he's so hot that doesn't that does nothing for me but i appreciate your attempt i appreciate your attempt okay it's fine so this week's episode was a fake rom-com where the whole thing it was a, it was an enti- it was about rom-coms they did a lot of rom-com tropes but the whole thing was that uh, they were instead of it being a romantic relationship it was all about Ted Lasso trying to convince Roy Kent that he needed to become a coach mm-hmm. and quit his um, his commentator job for Sky Sports yep. so the, and they do all of the like you had me at coach <laughs> and yeah, like they, all they of all it. the, they, they pull as many rom com lines as they can. Yeah, and 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 it's mostly Ted Lasso saying them, but then it's, and Roy like figures it out and like takes off the mic when he's doing the commentary and like runs out, but has this whole long like trek to try and get back to the stadium, and so, so and his like and his knee is giving <laughs> out and he's like running oh, out knee. of money. Oh my god. Um, and he finally gets there, and yeah, he walks down the 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 field, and everyone starts doing the Roy Kent cheer, and then he walks up, and that's where it's like the "No, you had me at coach" line comes mm-hmm. in. It's so cute. And they did the at some point they do the thing in the stadium. I think it was from When Harry Met Sally, where it's like the couple yes. telling how they met. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. My son uh, but was the, like, "What the fuck was going on there? I don't understand." I was like, no, it was yeah, it was When Harry Met Sally, but <laughs> yeah. then and then but then and the then they buttoned with a joke. <laughs> the punchline is somebody stole our story for Titanic yeah. and we've been suing them. <laughs> we've um, been suing them together. We've been suing them together. Oh my God. Um, I loved it. I know it was super, it was so cheesy. Well, but the good thing about it. But I know it was com- cheesy. And, but compared to say the Christmas episode last week was that there was actual for momentum and true stakes in this episode where you right. have the natural Roy Ted through line rom-com storyline of like you're going to fall in love with coaching which is what happened and then on the other side of it you have the other train on the same tracks of Nate learning to become assertive and confident and right. that's that's that storyline is about to run headlong into what just happened because right. we've been seeing this thing over the season of Nate we've seen moments of him being being uh, uh, either whether it's being dismissive to the, the new kit man or being frustrated with, with one thing or another generally uh, in, insecure in his position now right. that he's like an assistant coach right and now he's learned uh, from uh, in a in a great uh, runner uh, from uh, Rebecca and Keeley of like how to be assertive and now that's that's clearly going to come to a head uh, also before I forget uh, the greatest line when Rebecca shows uh, shows uh, Nate her like 
kind of like making herself big, big like an animal. Oh my god! And like and like being let's being invade like, France. Yeah, you're you're fucking amazing. Let's invade France, which Keely just mutters <laughs> under her breath is just a perfect line. It's so good. Um, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I I absolutely love where they're going with that because you have. Um, yeah, Nate has been like off his rocker all all season, and and Roy shouldn't be a threat. But there was that scene at the beginning of the episode where it was all about like, oh, you know, if we're gonna get Isaac, who's now the team captain, appointed by Roy before mm. he retired, um, if we're gonna, you know, we need to bring in the big the big dogs, and you have Nate kind of go, okay, I'll talk to him, and they're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like Ted starts laughing and then he's like, "Oh, you weren't joking. Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Mm-hmm. But no, I have a different big dog in mind. Right. And that's where he brings in Roy and Roy helps Isaac and that's how Roy realizes he actually can be beneficial to the team. Right. Uh but what so there it was already it was Roy already quit. it was so perfect. Like I don't want to just be so dumb. And it was just like what commentating with he. Yes. Yeah, like we just sit here and talk about it, but we have no power. We're not like in the locker rooms. We're just like you know, nothing that we do matters. Right. Oh, um, oh, oh. One other thing, Roxana, just mm-hmm. about the that reminded me of the, about the Roy Kent growl. Is that he is <laughs> oh he, he is possibly the greatest. He, this is the best version of this I've heard, where he can growl and also sound like he's on the verge of tears at the same time. Hmm. It and matters. It's very. I it's do. Very I do like crying. So. Oh my God, he cries. So the whole thing. Oh my God. Okay, okay, Roxanne, oh hold on, hold on. If we want to talk about Roy Kent crying, okay. So the big deal from the first episode to the second episode mm-hmm. was that you find out that when he retired, he gave some retirement speech, and everyone started make, kept making fun of him for it. And so okay. you didn't know what that retirement speech was, mm-hmm. and the way, and it kind of. Wait, are you like he, are you gonna ruin this for me? Should I no. just watch this? Okay. okay. Well, are you gonna watch it? I mean, maybe. This is. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna ruin it. Okay. Fuck it. I'm just gonna ruin it. So, so you never. So it's never really about the speech. You never watch the whole speech. Mm -hmm. The way they reveal what's so funny about his speech Mm -hmm. is that he walks in on his girlfriend Keely masturbating to a video, and she hides it. And you think, and the whole thing is, she used to date the like young stud on the team so you think oh my god what if she's like watching a video of her ex-boyfriend okay and when he finally grabs her phone and pulls it up it's his retirement speech and he's crying and she admits that like what she finds attractive is his vulnerability because he's like sobbing in his retirement yeah. speech and just but like still a very mess. growly not mm. it's still kind of growly because he's very angry in his like sadness, mm-hmm. but like it's very like emotionally vulnerable, and she's like, I'm just really turned on by that, huh. and it's and that's how they reveal what he did during his retirement. It's just like her, <laughs> that's her wank material. <laughs> uh, okay. But at the end of the episode, he goes down on her. Oh my god! Well, yeah, he hands it to her. He's like, "I'm just gonna help you out." And like, yes, I saw, I saw the implied gif of that floating online. It's so cute. I'm sorry. It's just adorable. He's very (laughs) sweet. He's becoming a character of the perfect man, but in a way that I don't hate. That you can like still go along with, basically. 
because he'll still like, like every be... once in a while he'll be perfect but then he'll tell a story about how he like shat his pants mm. to like make a child feel better and you're like oh that's really sweet and gross and sweet and you're still perfect yeah. and it's and, great and, shit your pants more and <laughs> in season two it is definitely a caricature but it it's part of i think what makes it work uh is the fact is it over season one he definitely went out over a big uh, emotional journey and so mm-hmm. you right. see that if you watch the whole thing and you see that mm-hmm. play out then you you kind of accept that this is where he ends up and that it's reasonable and enjoyable right okay and right. if he if he's gonna also, go through all of that journey. about space and fathers. <laughs> <laughs> no look white, all i'm saying is there are fathers there are multiple <laughs> father references but when you get apple tv plus you can watch all of this plus all of that uh mm. Great Joel Kinnaman content. Oh my god! Plus, yeah. uh, Mythic Quest. If you want to watch two seasons of a of a very good workplace comedy that also has surprising heart. So here's the uh, thing. I have, I have, I have Apple TV Plus. I know you do. <laughs> You're a professional writer, Roxana. Of course you have it. They just they gave it to me like a couple oh, years ago, so I actually have all that's of the best. Apple. It's the only streaming service that's been like, do you want to have this as a member of the press for free? And I was like, sure. Roxana, I love so. that you've skipped probably the three best shows on the service. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'll watch these things when all of you guys watch Hala. And, uh, you know, I don't know how I'll many you've done that. So. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, hmm. unfortunately, this is not a movie podcast. But otherwise, we would talk <laughs> yeah. all about it. Dan, that was excellent. I choked on my drink. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> that was excellent. Well done. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that was all. That was nice. I'm glad that you guys are still enjoying season two because there's backlash. So I, I know, and that's what I wanted to ask. That was the whole point of this conversation. Why are people still angry at it? Did they not see the rom-com episode? Are we still upset about the Christmas episode? Or well, What or... are people upset about? Just the Christmas episode? Everyone's just anymore. angry online, and I can't keep up with it. I think we're just angry. Like I, I just I, think I, everybody's angry. Can't I we think... just enjoy the, sh- the dumb feel-good show? Tori, I think it's it's kind of... I think it's related to what you pointed out earlier, which was that the... Um, that most people watched this show and binged it and now and so they got the whole thing as a whole piece and yeah this season they're watching it and they don't understand because it's week to week i mean it was week to week last season too but even at the beginning the first three episodes i think were were released at the the beginning right so you got you got you you didn't just have one episode you got a chunk to kind of like get acclimated Mm-hmm, and, yeah. uh, and the fact that they haven't done that this year and it's only week to week, which is fine by me, but, um, but that's, that's, uh, yeah, people are, people are frustrated and they don't see the whole story yet. And, um, you know, even well, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see the whole story. It's like, they kind of laying it out there for you. Right. I know it's going to be drama. Like yeah. it's the Nate stuff. It's there's so much drama and you're, it's all between. And it's going to be Ted's insecurities and Ted's insecurities and like, He'll end up in therapy. It's whatever's going on with Nate and his insecurities. It's all about insecurity. The other piece and of it, it's like I'm bit. sure, is that the the first season was very uplifting, right? Like even so, right. in the even though they lost, the, right? But if, if you go off the uh, the quote, and I, I I don't remember who it was, but Bill Lawrence said something about, and I've mentioned it before about uh, that Sudeikis's theory is that like the, you make the first shot the secret protagonist, and so season one is Rebecca, right? And, so season one which is which she, holds right yeah. and she's but she's on an upward trajectory of like 
from her lowest point working her way up up to to actually admitting her wrongdoing to ted for him to forgive her right right and in season two we haven't reached nate's low point yet like we're on our way down right and we're still there i think people are are reacting to that whether it's fair or not i don't know but there's there's a i think there was an expectation that based on season one that it would only be uplifting and happy and kindness well also because in particular nate's storyline in season one was so uplifting right because right. he's the towel boy who gets promoted to coach because right. he's got all of these insights and you just naturally love him. And so right. starting season two where it's like, no, he is also imperfect and he has these insecurities and like right. somebody needs to kind of help him work through that. Yeah. And I, I think that from a from a narrative perspective and from a character perspective, it, it's it will end up being my guess is that it will end up being far more interesting and worthwhile a journey. But. Uh, it also means people are going to be very upset like they are right now because right. it doesn't feel like the same show. And in some ways it isn't because it's on a different trajectory than it was season one. Which uh, it should well, be. You don't want the yeah. same show. We already saw that show. Right. And, right. But that's, you don't the, want that's the, the same thing. thing. People right. think they want the same thing. I we mean, saw you know, Hangover 2. It's Come like on. how it's like how everyone got upset at, at Friday Night Lights season two when Landry committed a murder. <laughs> and it was just like you guys just need to accept that the show has to evolve. No, but and... I but I will but I will raise a valid point though. I mean, it, it, rightfully, when shows end up being something else, it can be crap. Like I, I do think that the but it's never... not something else. No, 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 no. I'm no, it saying, can be crap. But I'm just saying it can yeah. be crap. Like right. I like the nevers to me remains this year's most confusing show because they took but it hasn't even had a second season its first season but yeah. it's like it took what like five six seven episodes and then at the end it was like oh by the way actually <laughs> actually we're going to completely divert so in that way i can understand as i was being like this show was already a pain in my ass and now you've made it even more so but this feels like an intentional reframing and i guess people are just not i just don't down with see it. it see it that way you don't it's, see it as a reframe it's not it, okay. it is a continuation it's mm-hmm. just that I think people got used to the show making you feel good. And it's like, right. no, it's the whole idea. Cause everything, a lot of the misconception too was like, like, Oh, Ted Lasso is just like a nice guy. And it's like, no, he's imperfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And the show is going to continue to explore like, while his kindness can be infectious or maybe like everyone could use a dose of that. Mm-hmm. It also has caused a lot of problems in his life. Right. So and, that and, is not the be all end all answer. And they're right. going to continue exploring that. And mm-hmm. he's in pain. He's been in he's pain. He was in pain. pain the entire first season. And he hides it. And right. so it's a lot of, and so there are a lot of interactions that are really kind of, they're short and interesting, but it'll just be like the therapist, the sports therapist showing up and kind of asking him a question. And he tries to like, paper everything over with his usual like midwestern charm and you Mm -hmm. can just see her being like i completely see through this but fine Mm -hmm. like he's he's not okay and and that's he wasn't okay in the first season he had a breakdown in the first season he's still not okay like you know it's not enough going on like they pulled back and lasso was like almost a secondary character so far they're like 
highlighting other characters a right. lot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is and a good thing to do. And yeah. yet still not Coach Beard. He's wow. still, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he's he's got a great role. I'm just I saying. am I am secretly hoping that he gets the first shot in season three. And so like, I know, oh, it's right? Season, it's Coach Beard season. It's Coach Beard um, season. But also, and I mean, some of this is obviously just personal taste and bias. But like, I have I have uh, confidence in in a Bill Lawrence run show that uh, he he's from a comedy standpoint, he's one of the masters of being able to be goofy and silly and, and funny and then make you cry uh, on a dive. Uh, right. Whiplash so, poignancy. Yeah. Oh, that's a great... Did you come up with that, Dustin? Years ago, mm-hmm. how I described <laughs> Scrubs. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. That's a great oh you're, you're plagiarizing yourself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true about Scrubs, though. Yeah. 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 Um, like 21 minutes of like comedy and then like the last minute you do Snow Patrol and did you like Scrubs Roxana? Uh, I watched it a lot with my brother and he has said that it's strangely fairly accurate yes yes they talk about it a lot yeah Yeah, to like what he has experienced as a doctor so like I don't know if it would hold up for me now but I certainly watched a lot of it um, like at the time. At the time, uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I thought, you know, I, I oh, thought then it you was would like Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> she, no, her "I like it" was a concession. It wasn't a true "I like it." No, I, I <laughs> did, and I loved Garden State. So this isn't like an anti-Zach oh Braff thing. Yes, yes, we're very sincere together. The Garden, State, I know. the Garden State backlash was just people trying oh, to be cool. dumb. Yeah. I really liked Garden State more yeah. than I should have yeah. at the time. The soundtrack was so good. Yeah. Sorry that I feel aimless and alone all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry um, that this speaks to me. Is this just is this just like the Garden State therapy podcast now? Like yeah. Maybe. For people yeah. who love yeah. Garden State. So. Okay, we're not a movie podcast, but we no. may need to do a special issue. Mm, pretty much. A special episode. Ooh. That's a that could be much. a Christmas episode. Let's talk about what Garden State meant to us. <laughs> Let's just all listen to the shins together at the oh same god. time. Oh my god, I used to listen to so much of the shins. Oh, oh god. god, we're all millennials. It's terrible. All right. oh, yeah. Wait, Garden wait. State special episode. I'm writing this down. How, yeah, please do. Please do. How many times do you guys cry an episode of Ted Lasso? Because oh I, god. I cry a lot. <laughs> Why What's are you? Normal? Oh my Godding, Rocky! What's normal is Tori. I'm just, I'm just asking. There, there are definitely moments, particularly uh, uh, wistful, misty, a little yeah. only misty. Dan, how yeah. often do the tears drip and like saturate let, your nascent me, me... mustache? <laughs> let me put it this way: if I were there, there. Are, so one thing that is weird about me but that I that I have accepted as just part of who I am is that if I feel like I need to cry and it's, it's kind of like that thing of like you know you, you cry a little bit and you, you feel the the catharsis of it and all that um, there are there are episodes of television that I can turn to uh, for that that and, scrubs episode with no patrol but one episode that that uh, that has entered that rotation is the Ted Lasso, uh, the episode with specifically the dart, dart scene. Uh, oh, the dart scene. One. Yeah. 
Oh it's God. so good. Oh it's Even so thinking good. about it, I'm like, oh, it's so good. I could cry. I just watch it on YouTube. I don't have to watch the whole episode. I just yeah. watch that. Oh, yeah. No, I'll go right YouTube. to the tart scene. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I'm ready to cry. For I like just need to cry. Seconds. Yeah. Okay. Aww. All right. I mean, it's mine great is... For, it's great for people who uh, are otherwise emotionally stunted. But... <laughs> oh, That's the th- that is truly the thing, Dan, though. Because, like, I don't... I'm I'm a I'm I'm a kind of an emotional waiting pool. I feel like Tori like, was about to say I don't feel things. Well, I don't. I'm very shallow. She likes to claim um, that. Okay. No, but like then the things that hit me, hit me like I just so I'll start just when I do cry, I'm like, "Oh wow, I'm just crying now." Right. And and it's often not the most profound things, but like it happens and so now it's just Ted Lasso like every week I'm like I'm supposed to be laughing at this but I'm just crying <laughs> it's the goodness of people that upsets me like, not upsets me but makes me cry more than anything just like goodness which is why Friday Night Lights was so effective and it never made, never made me cry Mythic Quest makes me You cry. watch the yeah. second season and the second season only, and let's stop. Stop with this farce, Tori. <laughs> it didn't make me cry, though. No, like, because it was the bad season. Tori, I don't there, know why. Okay, I'm sorry. The, the, if anything should a, make me cry, it should be shark stem cells. Season three, uh, the finale for season three had some great... Uh, please, I can't cries. talk about it. I really can't talk about it. Please. So I can't. Coach I can't. Tiller. That's the good. show. That's the show <laughs> for today. We've gone quite low. We have. As we do. Uh, we didn't even play a game. We, uh, we no, we haven't game. played games in quite some played, time. Yeah. Oh, okay. We never have uh, time. We hmm. we will someday, but it's also midnight for those of you on the East Coast, which is all of you. So, uh, Roxana, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Uh, hmm. Please yes. come back. <laughs> uh, We've please exhausted. come back when we do our card say special. Sh- special I'm uh, sorry. It was like a Ted Lasso hour. It's like... <laughs> So it was not. Lasso. It was only. It was not. It was only twenty-five minutes. Roxanne. Really? Oh my God, we talked okay. for twenty-five it was minutes. Barely the day. length of a Ted Lasso episode. Say, we could have gone longer. You oh should God. have left when you had the chance. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, I know. I'm uh, really we'll be back regretting. Next week, uh, with another episode, but uh, we're going to talk about it next week. Oh, the other it's, two. The other two. Uh, we'll talk about next week. All right. Dustin finally watched the other two. A show from twenty nineteen. It's so good. good. Which is very good. So good. Uh, So please watch it. Uh, Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Woo!